Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who love to read. Readers who love to write. And anyone who loves words. words. All right, today we are very excited to have writer Hunt Clancy with us. Writer gives us a rare peek behind the curtain in sharing not just about her experience with getting an agent, but also her experience querying publishing houses. Because once you get an agent, you do have to query again. <laughs> so writer shares her story as well as some great tips that can apply both to querying an agent and to querying a publishing house. So we're just super excited to have her with us today, and we hope that you enjoy this author answer episode. Hi, everyone. This is writer Hunt Clancy, author of best-selling young adult fantasy, Mystic Invisible, and I'm so excited to take a few minutes to talk to you all about querying. My take on these experiences is that while there are many common denominators involved, each one has its own story, essentially just like everything else with writing. There are many attributes that we all can relate to, and then there are differences that are shaped by the unique paths we take. There is also an important distinction to make here. My own experience with querying did not involve cold emailing agents or publishing houses. I actually went the route of live pitching to an agent at a conference. I ended up landing a deal with her, and then she did all of the manuscript shopping. However, even though my agent was the one pitching to pubs and not me, Everything I'm about to share with you is still very much applicable to this often intimidating world of querying. The submission experience for my debut novel was definitely a longer one. At least it felt that way, and I think everyone else would agree that it was much longer than we initially anticipated. When I signed with my agent, my manuscript was pretty much ready to go on submission. I had worked hard to make it tight and clean and free of errors, and it definitely paid off. The first batch of queries went out just a couple weeks after signing with my agent. I was eight months pregnant with my third child, so the timing was actually pretty good for me because I was able to pass the torch and let my agent handle the reins for a bit. The queries went out and we waited and waited. There were quite a few bites, but ultimately each publisher passed. After probably the third round of queries, we decided to step back and assess all of the feedback. Maybe there was a problem or something we were missing. The theme was, I had written a middle grade fantasy that was technically a little heavy on the word count. The word count for this genre has a wider margin, but typically publishers don't want middle grade manuscripts above 65,000 words, especially for a debut author such as myself. Of course, this isn't doctrine by any means, but it is important to consider, especially for a newbie. My manuscript was at about 83,000 words. I knew it was probably too long. So did my agent. So did my beta editors. And this was reflecting with the publishers, obviously. Yet in the beginning, I had it in my head that it was definitely a middle grade read, so that's what we submitted it under. The other big theme was that the prose read more like a young adult novel, the middle grade. That was actually the biggest area of feedback, that my voice sounded more young adult, like it was for a slightly older audience than the preteens I was trying to cater to. So we pulled the manuscript, off sub and I did a complete rewrite. This took a few months to say the least. I had missed my shot with some of my dream publishers and didn't want that to happen again. It was grueling work because not only was it a rewrite, but I also had to put it through the editing process again, as well as send it out to beta readers and redo formatting, all of that fun, preparatory, and super necessary stuff. Luckily though, I didn't have to start from scratch. I had the base of the, of the story still, 
I just had to rewrite a lot of it so that it consistently read for a slightly older audience. After about six or seven months, it was ready to, to go out again. The first batch of queries was sent out, and it was like deja vu. We got bites, but they all ended in passes. You can imagine the discouragement at this point. In fact, after about 18 months total of querying, I was ready to shelf the book. Ironically, though, the day I made the decision to put my young adult fantasy away was the day I got my first offer. I couldn't believe it. It was so bizarre and, of course, amazing all at the same time. Within a week, I had another offer from a different publisher. So ultimately, I ended up with two offers on the table, something I hadn't prepared myself for at all. It was pretty cool, to say the least. So what's my point here? Why am I telling you my story, the nitty-gritties, and all the ins and outs? First, I want everyone to know that hard work and persistence do pay off. Each day you keep going, whether you're facing sunshine or a torrential downpour, is another step closer to fulfilling your dream. I feel like the other big takeaway in all of this is that there are things to pay attention to when you're getting ready to query, whether that is cold emailing or through another means like with an agent. In fact, I felt so strongly about sharing some of the do's and don'ts of querying that I created a listicle of sorts. It could be used for any type of query, whether you're seeking an agent or submitting to an editor or publishing house. I'll share some of it with you now. Number one, don't query until your manuscript is absolutely 100% complete. This may seem obvious, but hang tight while I elaborate. When you submit a query, you're sending a message to the agent or the editor that you've done your work. You're telling them that you have a fully polished, beautiful, and stellar manuscript for them to read. Not that you have a half-revised draft or a novel that's riddled with grammatical errors. Trust me when I say that these things matter. Have you done a developmental revision or several? A deep line edit or several? A copy edit or several? Lastly, has your manuscript gone through a beta read or several? I know, I know you get the point. You want the best chance for your book, so make sure you've put your manuscript through the paces again and again. Yes, it's a lot of work, but you don't want to throw away that shot with your desired agent or editor or publishing house because your manuscript wasn't ready. Number two, take the time to research your agent or editor. Familiarize yourself a lot with the agent, uh, publishing house editor's submission guidelines and requirements. Do they want the query in the body of the email or in an attached document? Do they want the full manuscript, the first 10 pages, the first three chapters? Are they asking for a synopsis too? Also verify that the agent or publishing house is open to submissions. Check their website or find out through a different social medium like Twitter. The Manuscript Wishlist website is also a great resource. Prove to them that you're a professional and serious, that you've done your research, and that you're fully conscious of what they're seeking. Number three, know your genre. This one is huge, and it can be a total deal breaker if you don't get it right. I speak from personal experience and very painful experience as well as we've already been through when I say that you need to know your genre, namely word count. There are very specific word count thresholds for each genre. Make sure you've researched them and that your manuscript falls within range. Remember that your agent, uh, editor, publisher is the gatekeeper to getting your book out into the world. They want to know that your book is marketable and word count plays a massive role in all of that. Number four, comps. Speaking of marketability, Profile of competition or comps are stories similar to yours that have had at least moderate success in the market. Find two to three of them. I'd say no more than three. The more recent, the better. By recent, I mean that at least one, if not all of them, should have come with, out within the last five years. 
steer very clear of hugely successful titles like Hunger Games, Twilight, or Eat, Pray, Love. There's no quicker way to shut down an editor than with This Book is the Next Harry Potter. If you really have trouble finding book comps, you can also use examples like Monsters, Inc. meets The Quiet Place. As you've probably guessed, your comps will go in your actual query letter, which brings me to the final pointer. Number five, write a knock-your-socks-off query letter. Your query letter shouldn't be more than five paragraphs long and definitely no more than a page. Make it short, sweet, and to the point. This is your chance to shine. Do mention to the agent or publishing house why you're querying them in particular. If you've met them or heard from them in the past, mention this. Do include your book's title, genre, word count, comps, and an explanation of your story's plot with a clear vision of the stakes. Do not give them an entire synopsis and do not use rhetorical questions. Also, do not insult other books, authors, agents, or publishers in your query. This might sound obvious, but I have heard of it happening. <laughs> if you have any social media, publication, or other writing credentials, make mention of those. Remember, your query letter is like a mini resume, but in story form. Have fun with it. So, I know that was a bit of a whirlwind, and I'd be happy to provide the PDF for anyone that's interested. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or my website anytime. I love interacting with the writing and reading communities, and it'd be my pleasure to help out where I can. Also, a huge thank you to Fable and the Verbivore for having me on today. It was a pleasure, and I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you all. Oh, thank you so much, Ryder. We are so glad to have you and just so thankful for the insight that you gave and the encouragement. Um, we all need those reminders to keep going and those specifics about how to do this because it's hard and new and it's great to have help from those who've gone before. So thank you, Ryder. If you enjoyed this episode, we hope that you'll leave a comment or a review as those help other people find us. And we hope that you'll check out Ryder's links. You can find links to her website and her Instagram account and all of that in the show notes. So thank you for joining us today. We hope you keep reading, keep writing, keep sending your work out. And yeah, just keep putting your voice out there.